do, y'all. It's October 16th. It's a Friday, and uh, Dubs is here. We've got a couple of E's with us. We've got Eve. We've got Estebano. Esteban is here. And uh, so, guys, I'm, I'm, you know, we're without John, so we're a man short. But uh, but I'm going to come hard. Oh, God, that sounds gross. <laughs> I'm come out with a hot take right off the bat. I was thinking about this the other day while I was watching some debates. COVID is uh, actually a political weapon for both sides. November 3rd will happen, and then it will be over. COVID will be gone. Dr. Fauci can waddle his little bitch ass back to wherever he came from, and uh, he'll become irrelevant, and then we can all go on vacation. What do you guys think? No. The only thing in November that I really care about besides doing my civil duty is uh, the November 5th, Be for Vendetta Day. What's that? I, I don't, that oh, the movie, remember, remember the 5th of November? The Gunpowder of Treason and Pride? I think that's oh, the word. I don't anyway, know it's, 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 a, well, it's a very popular movie about taking control of the government as the people and making sure that it's serving the people and not fascist So dictators. let me back up. This is It's always like shown on November 5th and we all are supposed to watch this movie? That's it's okay. It's like watching Boondock Saints on on a uh, St. Patrick's Day. Okay, like it's the okay. same thing. All right, it is actually a very good movie. It's one of Natalie Portman's uh, best features, actually. I, I will say. Okay, I need to watch it. I do and like Mr. Boondock Smith Saints. Is in it. Mr. Smith is in it. Mr. Oh. Anderson, that same dude, the one that Hugo plays like Leaving. Elrond. Yes, Leaving. Yeah, yeah, a- excellent, excellent movie, but. I mean, before we derail too much in the first two minutes of the episode, Dang it. I do, I do, I do have a little bit of commentary, uh, commentary here because obviously we've debated uh, Dr. Fauki many times here on this illustrious, internationally known podcast. Yep. Um, and you know, I will say it's a very funny time for you to bring this up, Dubs, because from what I understand, we are actually entering what experts are saying is the third surge. So Ooh. the third surge is upon us. So we went through the first one, as you guys remember, when you started the podcast, the second one in July, and then the third one, which is probably best measured by hospitalizations, is happening right now. And so if you really think that this is a political tool, uh, I think we'll be questioning that in the future. Yeah, experts, schmexperts, uh, obviously, as, as I would say. And um, I okay, I, I I am joking. I obviously this isn't going to go away on November third. I do think there's a chance, though. Let me throw this out there as a real take. I do think there's a chance that our government is uh, on both sides not doing a very good job of coming up with plans that actually help our people because it's an election year and because neither side wants to give an inch to the other side, and that will change whoever wins. On November 3rd, there will be a little bit of, okay, it's over. Now we need to figure this fucking shit out because uh, we, need, we need to get back to something that's better than what we're doing right now. But so don't I, I don't know. But don't you think – I mean uh, my, my fear is like, okay, if Trump wins again, uh, then nothing will change. If he loses, it's going to be like a child pouting and he's going to like knock the Monopoly board over on the table <laughs> and essentially like anything that anybody wants to do it's like no 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 
is I think that's how my my winter's going to be this year, watching that So that's possible, right? But but there's also a little bit of he can't really do shit about it, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, well, you got to remember the the Supreme Court is also starting its um, session soon, and they're trying to get the new judge. Um, yeah, born yeah. in, and yeah. she is like one of his essential, I guess, like in my opinion, puppets in the Supreme Court. So, I mean, that's gonna—he's gonna have part of the other branch. That's what I'm saying. It's not just the executive but, branch. But here. what can he do if he loses the election? I guess maybe I'm just naive about this. Is, he can—he there... can push things back. So it's like when a new president comes in, they usually like try to correct what the last president did wrong, and I think he yeah. used like Obama's plan of the affordable care act as well as like environmental protections um you know gay marriage like a lot of the social human rights type of things that were abortion law and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like they said that uh roe v wade is not viewed as like a is like a i can't remember what they called it but not viewed as something that's uh like irreversible so like now now like all these people are like wait wait a second wait we have to worry about this like are we gonna get like coat hanger abortions again like what are we what are we doing guys like what's happening in this world? So, I guess I'm just getting dark now. This is why I just derail things. Right. No, I, I, well, well, well. I feel like where Eve went with that is a little bit of the what happens after the election kind of thing uh, of like, like if Trump loses or if he wins. Like, is yeah. there a little bit of a disaster on our hands? But I think the point that that you were saying, Dubs, which I I found very fascinating, is how the hell do we not have support bills? that are right. passing yeah. through these different house and the Senate too. Right. And I, from what I understand, I agree. It's completely a political game, whether you're on one side or the other. Like, for example, I know that Republicans are not passing it because being seen as giving away free money uh, to people that need right. it is completely against the financial uh, thinking uh, for Republican party. So I, I, it's, it's kind of, kind of messed up what's happening. Right. Yeah. It, 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 and I think that, my hope is no matter who wins after there's a little bit of like, okay, shit or whatever it is, we've got to work with it now for four fucking years. And we can't, we can't be locked down or like our economy is struggling. Obviously you can't be locked down forever, but we also got to stop the virus from spreading like wildfire. So there's gotta be better ways to do it. I do think the other thing is why are we not as a country coming up with like the plan on how to stop the virus from spreading? Why is that a state thing? Can we just get like a a fucking mandate? Uh, I'm usually as somewhat conservative and says states should have more power when it comes to this fucking topic though. Can we just get like a, as a country get on the same goddamn page? The funny thing, the funny thing is they had a task force and uh, Trump fired all of them when he gone to office. Like a force of yeah, that backfired. A pandemic that, that so. did backfire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I was speaking with my friend who who is a listener. Maybe not every episode, but occasional listener. A yeah. good friend of mine growing up, and he was he lives in Tennessee now, in in a rural part of Tennessee. And he was telling me that in the rural parts of Tennessee right now, one hundred percent maskless, a hundred percent capacity in restaurants today. Yeah, in, no, in it's part of Tennessee. Or it's just every weekend. Yeah. It's like, no, I mean, out here, here it's unheard of. Right. Oh, absolutely. Here too. In, in 
VA, which is probably a little bit in the middle. I think New York is probably definitely more liberal. Tennessee, as you get south, it's very conservative. Virginia is a little bit in the middle, um, but we're still very, you know, masked up. We're you we do, we can go to restaurants and shit, but we're not like you can't be sitting next to each other. There's like there's uh, tables that are not allowed to be sat in, stuff like that. That you know just seems to make like some goddamn sense. Yeah. Um, Practical. All right, wait, can we can we talk about vacations though? So part of what I wanted to bring up, I I want to tell myself that it's okay to start traveling, and so that's part of I want to lie to myself so that I can start traveling. I have uh, a spring break that got canceled, so I have free plane tickets for the next year, and they've extended that for another six months. So where the fuck should I go, Esteban? I don't know if you're planning any trips. Eve, you already live like where everyone tries to go. So I assume you just fucking go outside and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here. So no. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eve is always on vacation. No, actually it's great that we're here talking <laughs> to each other because uh, I, Eve, I've been dying to ask you, I, I'm debating going to Hawaii sometime, maybe next month, the month Ooh. after. And, you know, I, I'm sure that you would welcome me in as a mainlander with open arms, a, a COVID mainlander. Uh, and superhero too. You've already had COVID. You're a superhero. I got the antibodies. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. so I'm wondering if you have any tips for me. I think I might go to the island of Kauai, Princeville, yes. Kauai, maybe oh, that area. Okay. Is that okay. Nice? Do you know anything about that area? No, uh, it's nice. So that's the Garden Isle. Um, they have a lot of chickens. They have like one traffic Tons light. Tons of fucking like... chickens. So that's many great. chickens. Yeah. Well, I went to Kauai. I went to Kauai. That's where I went, Esteban. Oh. So I can give oh, you some fantastic. I fucking loved Kauai. It was my favorite island. Now, Eve will, will know more, but I went to uh, Maui and Kauai, but Kauai was my favorite. There was a little sunset cruise in the, uh, what are what are those big rocks, Eve, that you can kind of, um, doing a really bad job of describing it. <laughs> big, it <was> rocks. big rocks. <laughs> they were like, ah, uh, the cool, uh, oh, I'm fucking it up. Anyway, and the other thing, if you go in the wintertime, there was a bunch of, I guess they said the whales were fucking. All the time they were mating out there and they were jumping out all over the goddamn place, which was awesome and scary at the same time. Yeah. Whale watching humpback whales in the winter time is what you typically see. Um, because they're I, fucking. Okay, sure. That's where they come Do to, they to mate. In midair? Is that how they do? Yeah, they, they're fucking they, in midair. It's yeah, really exciting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I feel like in out here in Hawaii, um, it feels like a colony in a post-apocalyptic world where we have like a big gate with spikes on top and people start talking about coming in and we're like, fuck no. Uh, so, you know, the people that are suffering are the businesses, especially the bars. Um, a lot of places have actually closed down that have been around for a long time. Like a couple of really popular Irish bars are now no longer open and probably won't come back. But my thing about this is that yesterday the state actually opened um, tourism again. And they have a new program where if you test um, negative at least or within 72 hours of departure to Hawaii, then you don't have to go through the quarantine. Love it. Love it. No, no, because <laughs> like this, we're anticipating that this is going to just bring an extra spike to um, our area. And we had be been slapped around for not following protocol and our numbers going up to like 300 
400 a day. Now, I don't know what we're at now. I think I'm going to guess under 100 a day. If we see an additional spike because of tourism, like we're fucked. Like we, we don't win. We win. We don't win by having more people. We, and we don't win by having no people. So there's just we're suffering here. Like it's beautiful and nice. But um, if you ask any locals, I listen to the local radio stations and they're just like, oh yeah you guys are gonna come visit yeah please just go away like please wear a mask and just please leave like we do not necessarily want you here um i probably be different for the business people but uh like i i don't want to see myself go back into lockdown again please don't do so that. esteban should not come visit you oh, no, no, you, should go, you should go to Kauai because that's not where i live you should go on that island yeah Oh, oh, yeah. I was going to see if you wanted to come uh, hang out. We could do a podcast together. With oh, you know? fine. Oh. It could be like a Hawaii version. We could be wearing Hawaiian shirts. No, they're no, doing you- this thing where for a, if you go to another island, um, you have to quarantine, too. So it's really stupid. And oh. that would just be a waste of my vacation time. So real quick, I did look this up right. while we were talking, but 21 percent of the entire economy of Hawaii is based on tourism. Um, it's the largest single source, largest single source of private capital for Hawaii's economy. So yeah, I mean, it's tough, tough, uh, spot to be in. I can certainly understand ease perspective as just a resident. Uh, but yeah, if you're a fucking business owner or hotels, all the, all the stuff that's in Hawaii that needs that tourism, baby. So Esteban, do them a fucking favor. Okay. Eve is fine. Look at her. She's living in our house. Everything looks great. <laughs> help, help the business owners. I'll go I'm- with you. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, come come with me. We'll we'll, we'll bring you, me, John, <laughs> Bailey, and uh, we'll yeah we'll see. You yeah, yeah, Bailey Bailey can be there. That's great. Uh, guaranteed, that'd be fine. Hey, I do want to uh, while we're talking about John's stripper friend, I did before we get into that. I wanted to go to Eve because Eve, um, I had it marked on my calendar that you had a date. Oh my god, yesterday. And part of what we're doing now is tracking how many dollars you. Uh, are able to get away with on these dates. So I'd like a couple updates. Number one, uh, in terms of dollars, how much did you get in, in, you know, meals, drinks, all that stuff needs to be calculated into this. I'd like to track that versus, this is a little surprise versus, versus what we think John is spending on drugs and strippers this weekend and see which one we think is a bigger number. Oh, okay. He's obviously winning. Like no question. Um, (laughs) So what'd you get? What'd you get away with yesterday? It was one day and it, you know, it was, it was sweet. Um, I got like $40 worth of stuff, like sushi. $40. Yeah. I got like, okay, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm writing it. I'm writing it down. Okay, yeah. We're tabulating. Tabulating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so sushi. sushi. It was really, it was really simple. You know, it was just sushi. Um, he made me some, uh, some sorbet and Wait, he, 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 he did you, he, he made, made it. He made some sorbet. So does that mean you went back to his place? Yes. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> so how much? So forty dollars. I'm going to say that sorbet is probably worth two or three dollars. So I'm going to put like you're up More to forty. Than, come on, fresh crab. Okay, you like made stuff. it. You had to yeah. buy the ingredients. Okay, forty-five dollars plus labor plus labor. So forty. I'm going to do forty-nine dollars. Right okay. Now. Cool. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. And you're. And anything else that you would like to add about this date? Anything else that's important to the Any podcast? Other to, the, like to the podcast? No, nothing more important to the podcast. But or, or would you see this guy again? Is he, is he a guy that, uh, you know, could be part of the, you know, an, another another date? Could he get date number two? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a person I've been on a date with before, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm familiar with him. And uh, last question: Have you told him about the podcast? N- not about this part of the podcast. <laughs> you mentioned that you're a host in the. Podcast. I mentioned that I do a podcast. Right. I did not disclose because I think I the only, you we talked about this. The disclosing of the podcast would be when I know like yeah for guys that happen. are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah like absolutely. I'm going to ghost right. them so podcast so 49 dollars. i think you're right i think uh all we need is one trip of john to the strip club probably just a 30 minute interval and he's well over 49 dollars. and then if you factor in blow too i would say john is probably i was i was thinking i'm gonna say the under over number or over under number is 160 dollars on blow and strippers where do you would you go over or under on that estimate I'm going. I'm going way over. I'm going way over. <laughs> he, he's, got, he's potentially doubling that for sure. You guys, you guys were not paying attention to, for the to the last two podcasts where we talked about the dark web having issues. I don't know that he's going to get what he wants, and he said that he was struggling to find things. He was struggling to find certain uh, drugs of choice, but Bailey is still there. I guarantee Bailey is still there. What if she has COVID? And, uh, but has to balance the families there too. So I mean, I don't. I haven't. I'm not a big strip club fan, but I'm just thinking in my head, like, what would I say to my wife when I'm like, hey, could you put Xander to bed? Because I'm going to go hit the strip club. That's, I don't know. He probably says it a little bit smoother than that, but I'm still struggling on how that's going to work. Uh, I I knew a couple that went together to, to the strip club all the time. And I knew a really weird, I knew a weird couple. Because like buying like lap too. dances for your husband. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's. I, I think it's usually when I've seen it before. It's usually the the girl wants to get in on the action herself. So it's not even like buying it for the husband. Like she wants the dance. I've never like, seen that. I've seen. No, no. Can I just? I'll just. Uh, I have an admission. I've never, ever stepped one foot inside of a strip club. Well, get used to it. Me too. Beat me now. Yeah. All right. There we go. Oh, guys, this is should should you guys? This is like a therapy session here. You okay, guys, I'll be honest. I've like, never understood the draw. Like it's always been with boy, my dudes. Like hey, you want to go to strip club? I'm like, bro, I don't want to go get boners with you and then leave together. Like I don't. What are we doing now? Maybe I just don't understand it. Like maybe there's something cooler when you know you get in there, but I just it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so, yeah, the, yeah, the logistics of it—the leaving with your your guys with boners—that's a problem. I agree. Right? Yeah. No, it's not good at all. all right. Wait, can, can we? Can, I'm sorry, guys. There's just yeah. two real quick things. We just kind of like glazed over the fact that this guy made sorbet for the first thing. Like, so, so did he make it just for you, or was it just yes. in his freezer? Like no. he had in his freezer some sorbet. No, he made it from this scratch. Go-to move. He made it from scratch, and he was like, "Hold on, I'm gonna make something. Like, whatever, I'll be right there." And I was watching the kitchen. TV. Like he just whipped yeah. it up. Yes. Wow. Couple things, real wow. quick. One, this is not the first date, right? Am I understanding? Yeah, that? this is not the first date. This okay. is correct. Like I've, I've, I've seen this yeah. man on and off since last year. It's been about a year, and we like kind of took took separate ways. I thought, okay, there was, I thought he was cheating on me at one point, and so I kind of like. I thought I saw him with another girl in public. Have you ever done that where you like think you see somebody with somebody and instead of like confronting him and being like, dude, were, were you with this chick? I was just like, I'm not going to even talk to him. Then later found out it was someone who looked him? like him. Yeah. Then later found out it was someone who looked like him. He's got like a doppelganger. Yes. Doppelganger. And I was like, fuck, okay, I'm an idiot. And then, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's a D I call him the DIY King. He, he does everything 
like from scratch. He he builds things. I don't know. He's very handy to have as a friend. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. I have a very similar story to when you see something. I uh, remember when, before I got married to my wife, we did a bunch of mushrooms once and she swore that she saw her name in the credits of a movie. And we spent like almost 90 minutes looking for her name in the credits of a movie. And it was, that happened, which is very similar to the story that you just told. Very so were her name, was her name in the credits or no? It was not. Um, <laughs> it was not in the credits. She was not in that movie and uh, might've been the mushrooms. Talk, or she was maybe. too into that movie. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait. The other commentary I want to make, we just glazed over this, yeah. is that the last time the three of us uh, did a podcast together, John was also with Bailey in Arizona. Bailey. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. What is and going on? Like, yes, Simon, if you remember correctly, right after that trip, uh, our ratings for this show spiked. So I'm excited that John is in Arizona again because I think he's with a lot of our fans. And I think Bailey and her girls – shout out to Bailey and the ladies over there at the club. Yeah, I mean I we appreciate you listening. And, you know, uh, I don't know what else to say other than I hope you enjoy John's money. And, you know, <laughs> if you want to throw a few bucks our way, we have a lot of bills to pay to keep this fucking thing going. So, Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, – sports because mm. you know we have Esteban on and I want to get a couple things so I we got to talk baseball for a second Eve so you can go ahead and tune out because I know okay. you hate thank baseball. you I'm um, okay no I'll problem go, I'll go you hate play my switch no, I don't hate it I just you know what am I going to talk about uh, come on okay. like old school little league chance I can do that oh give us one just run off the head Right here. Down a waterfall, sliding down a waterfall, landing on a cactus, landing on the cactus. We can beat the other team. We can beat the other team with no practice. Hey, don't Ooh. be a fool. Somebody said that we're number two, but we're number one. Having fun I have in the sound. I've never heard that one. With a that one's awesome. Hot dog. All right, we're done. Doug, right. Doug, I think you're going to need to get her to sing that on a separate track and then edit it in. Can Definitely. We do- Please don't. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll do that post post production. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I want to talk about the baseball playoffs because there is one very, there's a lot of unique things obviously about the baseball playoffs this year. Um, No fans, but the one that is to me most intriguing and I I want to get your thoughts before I give you my thoughts, but it is the fact that in this year's baseball playoffs, there are no travel days. They are in these bubbles. Uh, So typically a baseball series, I'll play out the five game series. You would play two games. You would have a day off while you travel to the other team's site. You would play two more games. Then you would have another day off while you travel back to the other team's site. So a five-game series would be played over a total of seven days. Well, now everybody's in the same fucking spot. There's no travel days. And so they are just playing. When the series starts, they're playing. If it's a five-game series, they're playing the next five days, seven-game series, next seven days. And uh, curious what you, what your thoughts are as you're watching this because it has changed uh, a lot of the strategy of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, for, for, as a fan that has been starved for baseball and only got like half of a season or less, really, right? In the end of the day, it was less. Um, I am ecstatic. This is great. Yeah. I'm loving it. Like, I do love the fact that I can tune into a baseball game every night if I would like to, and it's a competitive baseball game. I think in terms of strategy, I think the biggest thing for me has been the use of your uh, bullpen 
And to yep. your bullpen, you're always trying to save these guys. Like you're like, you don't want to bring out the closer multiple days in a row. Rolled as Chapman never pitches well when he has to be thrown out there many days in a row. We saw that in the, the 2016 World Series with some of his like losing gas at the end. Um, I think in the end of the day, that to me is the biggest strategy difference. And tonight, I mean, the, the devil rays with the, uh, the, the Astros, I'm like, you know, the, the, the bullpen looked completely gassed and just useless at that point. So, I mean, it has changed the dynamics of it, but, um, but as a fan, I'm enjoying it, especially as a fan that my team isn't even in anymore. I'm still getting like some good games. Yeah. So a couple things, I, I, you're spot on. I think the bullpen management has changed a ton because again, when you know there's a day off the next day, you throw your best fucking guys. It, it, it's especially different when you're losing. So if you're down, I don't know, by two runs in the sixth inning, now teams are not using their best guys. Cause they're like, shit, we probably are going to lose this game. Anyway, percentages would say we're not going to use our best guys. Whereas when you had a day off the next day, you're using your best guys because you had the fucking day off. So I think that's interesting. Also forcing teams to use their fourth and fifth starting pitcher, which has always pissed me off when the regular season, it's such a big deal to have a deep rotation. You get to the playoffs and it's like the teams, all you need is like two or three guys. And with the days off, that's all you fucking need. So I like it. I will tell you as the other problem though, as a fan that I do miss and it happened to me. I I only stuck around for five games with my favorite team. It's rough to not have a day of sleep in there. When you, if you're a Rays fan right now, you're fucking staying up to like you know midnight every night with an emotional roller coaster. Uh, so that's kind of tough. And it was tough for me when the Yankees were in that five game series. It was uh, it was like midnight, one o'clock every night, and then I was trying to do some work the next day. It wasn't going well. I mean, it's hard for me to feel bad for you since, um, you know, I stayed up at 1.30 in the morning watching the game for you guys, and then they fucking lost. But sorry, Eve, I know you're about to say something profound about baseball. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I actually had an opinion about this because it's not about, like, an actual game. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) something I can can comment on. No, I was thinking when you were describing it, I thought you were going to go the other way and say, like, oh, I mean, you did a little bit at the end, but say, oh, you know, there's too many games happening at once. So it's like, you know, squeezing out, um, like, uh, body wash and, like, too much coming out of the tube. Like, that's, like, how it feels. You're like, wait, 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 no, I just need a little for the loofah. What the – okay. So uh, I think (laughs) – I think think that, like, that that you made a good point about um, now having to play players that may not be, like, on the top of the roster. Yeah. Top of the – lineup i think it's good though because those players are getting more experience and exposure so maybe they aren't as bad as they're depicted as and maybe it'll give them better opportunities in the future to be either traded or used more wisely yeah to that i think it's a great opportunity for those players it's also it also favors teams that are deep which helps you in the regular season there's this long regular season that's like if you have a deep team you have this, you, you win more than the other teams, but then you get to the playoffs and it doesn't, your advantage of that goes away. And I've always yeah. felt that that was a kind of a stupid way. I, and I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I, I, I think next year and every year from this point on, because of fans and because of, um, you know, it is hard to travel across the country in some cases and play the next day. I think we're never going to get the, oh, here's a five game series. We're going to play the next five days. I think it's always going to have these days off from now on 
Um, unless unless shit is still broken next year. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we keep assuming like that COVID's going to be over. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I mean, I remember there was a time where I was like, let's just wait till August and then things will be different. And it's like, <laughs> nah, not going to happen. Everyone, All right, we got to get too much uh, baseball talk. Um, COVID, by the way, is fucking up the NFL. It's really fucking up my fantasy team. You guys, have you, do you have a fantasy team, Esteban? No. I have a couple. It's completely fucking my team. Yeah, it's fuck yeah. that. All right. Uh, you know, it's funny. I do want to. If, if so, it came up in my league. Like, hey, we need to add some roster spots because of COVID. And oh yeah. So what do you guys do? Well, it was fucking my opponents the last couple weeks, and not me at all. So I was a big proponent of like, what you can't change the fucking rules <laughs> in the middle. What are you doing? This is bullshit. And uh, actually, kind of just made a really strong point uh, that like. You, we knew COVID was in play at the beginning of the year. You can't just all of a sudden change it in the middle of the fucking season that there needs to be more roster spots. Uh, but this week it's starting to fuck me a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm going to lighten my stance here, but it's all about me. Yeah. Um, white privilege. So, yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, favors no. you. <laughs> so I, I have a friend. So I, I'm in a, a league where a friend of mine has been advocating for two more IR spots. Mm-hmm. and he's like and so then i asked him why and he was like oh well you know it's because the players on my team have got because i asked him why i was like you don't have any covid players on your team why are you asking for more spots and he's like well because of covid they couldn't have a, a training camp and then therefore there were more injuries and so that's why nick chubb is injured right now i'm like this is some bullshit this yeah that's not the reason <laughs> no that's that guy is making some shit up yeah um, yeah total bullshit anyway. All right, while we're talking about the NFL, which are usually where our locks are, we've got locks of the week, and uh, hopefully we release this episode before fucking the games happen on Sunday, because John is in charge of releasing episodes. (laughs) We recorded an episode on Tuesday, got released at like, I don't know, one o'clock today, sloppily by John. Can we talk about John's posting of episodes? Should we? Yeah, yeah. We should. As, as an avid listener, I, I feel like I consider myself a fan more than a guest, even though yeah. I love to be on here. Sure. Like, I am just truly, truly disappointed at the lack of professionalism uh, shown by John, formerly known as Don. Uh, just, just really, <laughs> really just ignoring the fans' wishes and desires. I mean, as somebody that wakes up early in the morning just to listen to the episode before work, it really, it really bothers well, while me. While you eat pancakes, right? Yeah, you eat pancakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the order is pancakes and pandemics, then NPR. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and so a couple things. Uh, John is on an unprofessional train right now, and it is fucking chugging along because he, he first of all, last, last two episodes, I don't even remember anymore, two episodes he goes, yeah, we're going to have Rachel on to talk about Dancing with the Stars. Never runs it by Rachel. Rachel hasn't watched Dancing with the Stars for like a month, we find out. Yeah. So the, <laughs> right before the episode, John texts is like, oh, yeah, she hasn't been watching the show. We need to talk about something else. Okay, unprofessional, John. That kind of sucks. But you know what? I'll still record the episode. We still record the episode. John goes, yeah, send it to me. I'll get it released. Four fucking days later, we get it released. So these locks, we're going to make them so that we're tracking them. I just want our listeners to be able to benefit from them. And I have no faith that they're going to get these locks before the games actually happen. Um, Well, his locks locks were bad anyway. So either way, they're not going to get what they need. So yeah, when that's he was true. Here, okay. They were bad, and when he's gone, he's just not giving us the time frame. 
Lots, 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 lots of the week. He did. He did uh, phone in his locks, text in his locks, voice messaged his locks. So Esteban's going to take those over. I'm going to go first because I went two and zero. I'm also eight and zero on the season. I'm obviously on fire right now. Uh, right. I'm going to give you two locks, and I'm going to do the thing that we've been doing all season that never has not stopped working, and that is bet against two specific teams. One being the Eagles. The Ravens are an eight point favorite against the Eagles. Literally every time we've bet against the Eagles, they lose, and then they lose by more than they're supposed to lose by. I think it's going to happen again. I don't see any way uh, the Eagles, you know, Ravens defense is legit, especially on, they blitz a lot. Their pass rush is really good. The the Eagles have guys like me at this point, uh, you know, pass blocking for Carson Wentz. I see that uh, the Eagles probably don't even get to 20, and the Ravens uh, easily cover that eight points. And then the other thing that I'm doing is betting against the racial slurs, the football team, the Redskins, whatever you want to call them. This one's a little scary because they're playing the Giants who have yet to win a game. But this is so hard to go 0-16. I like the Giants at home against one of the teams that they can actually beat. They are two-and-a-half point favorites. I think they win by the field goal. Give me the Giants minus two-and-a-half. Give me the Ravens minus eight. Those are my two locks. I'm going to go to 10 and 0. Let's go. Eve, you're next. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Can, yeah. before, before we yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we, I, first off, I agree that I think the Giants are, are going to be a little bit better than they've been. But, but do you feel like Danny Dimes is the answer to your team? Oh, man. So here's, here's all you need to know about how I feel about Danny Dimes. If we have the first pick in the draft, we need to draft Trevor Lawrence. That's how I feel about Danny Dimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but if we don't, I, so do I think Danny Dimes could become a decent NFL quarterback? Yes. Is he ever going to be like an elite quarterback that's any better than someone that's average? No. And so I don't know that you ever, you know, if you have a chance to take a Trevor Lawrence, a six five guy with sunshine hair that looks like he's the real deal, then you fucking do it. And so yeah. part of me is rooting for us to just keep losing. Keep tanking, man. Keep tanking. Tank All for right. Trevor, baby. What, Eve. what, uh, what are uh, John's picks again? So I don't double pick. No, 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 no. Save, I, you, you got, well, you want me to say John's? Do you want well, me to I mean, say if we, well, is it, If we have the same ones, it won't be a conflict of interest. Well, that'll be, would be a problem. What Esteban, why don't you go John's picks? And I also forgot that Eve sometimes doesn't actually pay attention to the lines yeah. at all. So I'm going to have to pull out the lines. So yeah, go with John's picks. Okay. So, um, so John, as, as, uh, Dubs has already said, has sent us a voice message from, I guess, his hotel room where he was overlooking a large oh, koi, I, koi pond. It, yeah. That's what he said. I think he was outside of the strip club. I think he just yeah, stepped out. Uh, maybe koi pond is a uh, code word. Of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so his first pick uh, of the week, which I fully agree with, is taking the Packers at minus one. Really? Uh, his, his point here is that uh, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is crushing it, that this game will be uh, a no, no questions asked, going to be a good solid pick. So Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Packers minus one. Thoughts on that, guys? Uh, that was going to be my pick, but I was going to say something different. So, I don't know that I like that pick. I, I think that that is a line that is heavily based on how well the Packers have been playing, and they have been very good. Mm-hmm. But I do think they this is a week where 
they could definitely, t- you know, you got a touchdown Tommy, Super Bowl Brady. Um, Fair enough. Uh, in a big spot, I could see him getting this one, figuring out a way to get this one. You have no Fair faith enough. in the Packers? I don't. I don't have faith. Well, you got to have right. faith to faith. You, you want to know something also kind of wild here. I, I looked at the spread earlier. It was eight points for the Ravens and Eagles. It's already up to nine and a half. So I think I'm, I, I I'm going to have to take the nine and a half spread, even though I saw it at eight and bet it at eight. But for listeners, it's going to be nine and a half, and I'd still take it. Anyway. You would. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, okay. that is that's a no-brainer. And then the second one is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Son I think of it's a bitch. To minus 4.5, actually, uh, yep. instead of four, right? Is that is that still accurate? Because I think it's, John gave us at, at four. but Yeah, it's four and a half now. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, um, you know, basically, at John's rationale is at any point, if you see the Chiefs as a less than a touchdown favorite, take it all day long, I believe is how he phrased it. Take it all day long. And so I kind I, of agree with this. You know? I also have never seen Patrick Mahomes on big time national television, like Monday night football, not look like the greatest quarterback that's ever played. So good pick, I think for sure. And I do think Josh Allen has not proven that he can do it in the big lights yet. I think he's definitely a quarterback that I would trade Danny dimes for, but, um, but yeah, well, I, I, I will say, I will say this is always, this has been my reaction. Yep. to John's pick here is that, Josh Allen of last year to Josh Allen of this year has literally doubled in his talent and his ability and poise under pressure. He's like, he looks really good this year. So no, he, I, does. he looks yeah, legit. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. So I think though, we, as long as you got the bet in, I think it counts as our lock. So I think he does get the four. I think I technically get the eight. We're going to have to go to the rule book on this. I don't really know. All how right, that works. The, four, the four and the one for the Packers for, for yep. John. That's yep. right. That's right. Eve, what you got? So those are my two picks that I was going to do. Um, well, can I just explain something? Uh, I fucking sent in the text what John's yeah. picks were. If you were paying some goddamn attention to the pre-text that we do every episode. Oh, I do so really do. Okay, today was a very long day. This was a very long week. Um, and okay. I somehow missed that. But I will, I will uh, what do you call that? Call an audible. You're calling an audible. I don't want to use that word, but sure. Okay. You've, you've checked the chat. That's what happened. Ooh, there's a chat. Is it Press my favorite button. thing? I can't see anything. Oh, I get it. All right, just, just fucking go. There's nothing Jesus. in there. Okay. Uh, oh, it's just words. I thought it was going to be an actual GIF. What a what a letdown. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to call it whatever I want. Um. So, yeah, my first two choices were going to be Packers and then Chiefs. Um, and I was going to do, yeah, Packers like seven points at least, Chiefs at least ten. But uh, that, that died. I was also going to do Ravens and Eagles, Ravens at least seven. Uh, ew. And then um, I decided, okay, I want to do Panthers and Bears. And I'm going to choose the Bears. The Bears. I'm going to say at least Bears are points. A one point currently a one point um, underdog. So they are getting one point and uh, so lock in the Bears yep. plus one. Okay. Yep, yep. Plus one. Okay. All right. And then uh, running out of people to bet on, but uh, I was looking at the the Vikings versus the Falcons. They're both shitty teams. Um, I'm going to choose the Vikings, though. So is there like a Vikings thing? Yep. Vikings are four-point favorites. So you would be really? giving up four points. 
Uh, oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Vikings uh, minus four. Bonus, bonus lock. Okay. Oh. Today, I've heard like two or three people talking about the Braves. So, um, you know, they're very confident that, you know, they can get to the World Series and that, you know, after 20, was it? Five. After 25 years, maybe they'll win. We'll see. But for the Braves versus the Dodgers, I'm going to say uh, they're going to lose one on the series, and then they're going to have to play on Sunday, and then the Braves are going to win by at least three points. They already lost. They already lost one, though. I know, but isn't it? Isn't it? There isn't it. But like, you have to have it's the best of seven. You have to win four yeah. games. I will just say, yeah. the Braves are up three-one in the series. They're also up two-one right now, and bitch. so if that, they play it out, there will be no. There will be no game well, six. It's a bonus. But I like where your head's at. It's a bonus, right? Yeah, it doesn't even fucking matter. Oh, wait, like wait, 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 wait. Speaking of bonuses, did you, Dubs, did you have a bonus? No, I don't. I, I'm not doing a bonus. In bonuses. I actually have a bonus for the Give us a bonus, Estabano. So, this is a bonus, guys. All right. So, I, I'm tired of just being on the sidelines for this. So, <laughs> um, you know, so, all right, guys. So, the European Darts Grand Prix no. uh, is being held <laughs> this weekend in. Sindelfingen, Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really popular town. Really, really yep. happy. Uh, so the bonus pick is for you all to put some big money down on my man Dirk Telnikis from the Netherlands, who is an underdog <laughs> at plus 350, who will be taking on Michael Smith in the second round of play during this tournament. So the tournament ends tomorrow. So this is like, it's still relevant. Actually, it ends Sunday, sorry. It's still very relevant. You may still win this. This is like this is not just like an early guy, early underdog. Uh, Michael Smith is a legit champion at darts, but Dirk is an up and comer. He's only twenty five, and he's been cleaning it up. And I just want to say, put, it, put big money on there right now. I can tell so, you myself betting on this. So, wow, that is. I think if anybody brings out a dart bet, it's hard not to throw money at that because like. <laughs> Nobody has a hot take on a dart bet. And Dirk, I mean, I like how you brought up his age because everyone knows, like, as you get older, your dart throwing gets better. You know, well, no, I think it could slide a little bit Not at, at the professional level. Maybe at the bar, it gets better because you're, you're able to handle really? your drinks. Because you're lifting like a one ounce dart. I mean, what are, what are you talking about? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> at the highest level, it helps to be in your prime. And Dirk is clearly there. He looks overweight. Is he overweight? Well, he's a dart player. Really, but Michael Smith is actually much more overweight. <laughs> if, you, if you Google Michael Smith dart player, you'll see. This guy wears an earring, and he looks like <laughs> like a 90s child in a toy commercial. What? He sounds like he's going to win. I, I like this pick he's a definitely. lot. Oh, my God. The other guy is yeah. pretty hefty. He's like a... Uh, yeah, exactly, right? That's right. He's like a snowball if it was a person. God, what is... <laughs> all right all right we got to get out of that that's a great pick esteban thanks for the bonus best part about that bonus is we have no idea how to look up who wins so we'll just tell the listeners we'll tell the listeners dirk upset michael smith and everybody will be like holy shit bro god damn all right eve you got some fucking news one of our guys is back in business I don't want to take any of the thunder because I think we're all a little excited about this. Why don't you tell us what's popping? Remember that little story uh, we talked about 
I don't know, was it a month ago, two months ago? About, about a month ago. About our Jetpack Man. Uh, Jetpack Man has been seen again near LAX. So back on, it was uh, 31st August, it was a uh, Jetpack person was seen 3,000 feet in the air by incoming uh, aircraft going to LAX. And two days ago, we had more reports of someone else, a person at the altitude of 6,000 feet, about seven miles from the airport. And, uh, you know, the, the FBI's on it. Uh, it's a supposedly a guy in a jetpack. We still don't know if it's maybe a mannequin with some drones. Uh, but I, I don't know what else to say about this. I just feel like they're trying to destroy Well, oh, I, I have some things to say. So yeah. the first thing I'll say is we've been all over this story from the goddamn beginning. And uh, we knew jetpack guy was coming back. I'm a little torn. Uh, are we rooting for the guy that's flying up and potentially getting in the, in the way of aircrafts with hundreds of people on them and, and maybe bringing hundreds of people to peril or are we, so are we against him in that sense? But are we also rooting for him because he's in a fucking jetpack doing awesome ass shit and, uh, nobody knows who he is. He keeps getting away with it. It's a federal offense. He's like, he's kind of like the bad guy that you root for a little bit. I don't know where to go on this one. I feel like I feel like when I when I hear this or I read the story, it was like he was six thousand feet up, and China Air, China Air saw him. All I kept thinking of was like that guy has no regard for his life or his safety <laughs> to fly a jetpack six thousand feet up into the air. Like, could you imagine just being up there going like, "This is fucking amazing," but I'm definitely dying right now. Like, there's no right. way I make it back. And that guy just has no fear. I mean, maybe he is dead. Do we even know if he's alive? Like he or she, like they may not be around anymore. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to really fathom. S1, it's really hard to fathom what kind of human being is like, let me just fill up this jet pack with a little bit of gas, get this <laughs> sucker cooking and go fly up with the planes and see what's popping. And and then I'm going to, yeah, get away with it. I, I don't know. But this guy, I, He's impressive. At least let's just say that. Whether you agree with uh, him putting hundreds of people's lives at risk, including his own, or not, he's an impressive human being. And I don't know. The other thing I want to say is I'm pro jetpack. If Trump would give me a jetpack, I would vote for him. If somebody would promise me and deliver upon a a jetpack, I would like to travel around via jetpack. I've already been on the record saying that. So we're talking about like like government issued jetpacks, where everybody gets one, like kind of like you know standard handout. So. That's like the Obama phone. I think we all got Obama phones. Obama, you, you got Obama phone? Yes, everybody in Cleveland, low minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know. He what? gave us a phone. He gave you he a phone. Do more. When uh, when he was elected president, and this could be a Trump jetpack, and yes, I would vote for him for that. Is it? Uh... Energy efficient? Do we have like maybe solar powered jet? Pack? No, but it's it's very good for traffic. Yeah, so it is energy efficient. So tra- while you're sitting in traffic and you're letting out your emissions and and killing our ozone layer, we're just flying around like just fucking. And yeah, you're gonna lose a few. We've talked about it. You're gonna lose a few human beings that struggled to fly early on. <laughs> but I think those are the type of human beings that I think we can all be like. Man, they took one for the team, and right, now we know a little bit better. Not all heroes yeah. wear jetpacks. Yeah, exactly. Well, and this guy wasn't there yeah. a movie like a Rocket Man or something? Yeah, Rocketeer. 
Rocketeer, yes, yes. Thank you, Eve. Thank you. I knew, Somebody I knew, that gets the references. Wow. I knew you. I knew you and I would connect on that. These yeah. are fucking nerds. What? What is? What is Rocketeer? Is that a movie about one guy with a jetpack, or does everyone yeah, have a jetpack? One guy with a jetpack, but yeah. he's he's pretty badass. Who, He's a nice guy too, right? Yeah. When have you ever like watched a movie where more than one guy has a jetpack? You know, like Star Wars. Just Boba Fett had a jetpack. You know, like it's not not everyone gets one. Yeah. What the fuck? Why don't more people get jetpacks? That's a really valid question. Maybe they all died off, like in Mandalorian. I just want to. I'm just going to throw a little hail mary here. If jetpack guy happens to be a fan of the show and it is listening, we would like to have you on. And we would do one of those voice muffler things where it would be kind of like you wouldn't know your voice wouldn't be disclosed. And we would ask you just a series of questions and you could be, become a legend on, you know, along with us on Pancakes and Pancakes. I hope it's a woman, we're, not a man. So that every time you say man, you're just wrong. Okay, that's a good point, Eve. This is very sexist. It could be a woman. Um, could be a monkey. I'd like to. We don't know. I hope it's not a monkey. <laughs> I think we should bring him on. Absolutely. All right. Well, nobody knows who he is, but uh, hopefully we will soon. And we'll stay on top of the story. I don't think we're done yet. I think Jetpack Guy's coming back again. Um, I think this is just phase two of what's going to be a wild Jetpack story throughout the uh, throughout the next couple months here. Uh, all right. We got a double T's top threes, and it's kind of an exciting one. We're going to talk about the top three things you could erase from your mind and relive again for the first time. It's a little deep. Top three things you could erase from your mind and relive again for the first time. Eve, you have to go first. You know what I think? I think we should guess what John's top three would be. You know, like off the top of my head, it'd probably be like a crazy night of drugs or something like that. Okay, fine. I'll go. I just well, really- I, I, so real quick, I think his top three that he'd like to relive again would be, yes, probably a time where he did drugs, probably a time where he met Bailey. And then there's probably a third time bacon in fest. there somewhere. Bacon Fest. And Bacon Fest. Those would be the three things you'd like to forget and relive again. Fest, I love probably it. pretty close. It's a great reference. That's good. It was in the last show, but of course we didn't oh, get to watch it, it because yeah, John that. didn't yeah. publish it in time. I know I know about this. So, okay. Yeah, I watched Okay. Um, this was very difficult for me. I was trying to decide if I was going to go serious or just like fuck around because, you know, you guys always fuck around. Because that's what we do. Yeah. 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 Um, well, kind of. So I what we counted on you to go serious. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um. So I want to say any day at Disneyland when I was a child, I would like to just erase that and just relive it. Um. I would prefer like younger to be better because I think as I got older, um, we had more like adult like fights. So just let me go back to like being eight, nine years old, innocent, still caring about the world. All right. That's what I would choose. I like that. So you would, so you're, you would forget a day, one of the first young days that you went to Disneyland and redo it. Yes. Okay. I like it. All right. Espan, where are you going? So, uh, you know, I, honestly, Eve, again, we, we, we have the, the, the wavelength connection. It was one of my first ideas was the Disney world actually for me, a little bit closer than Disneyland was the first time going there. So I, I feel it, but but I chose. I went against that. I decided that somebody else might do it. So, uh, when I was eight years old, it was the idea of getting an aquarium for the first time. <laughs> so I remember getting that aquarium and getting my favorite fish. It was called a placostomus that it would stick to the sides of the 
the uh, the glass walls of the aquarium and swim around. And I remember being like, there is nothing better in life possible than getting an aquarium with a placostomus in it. And I just remember feeling that that way. And I was like, you know what? If I could live that all over again, what simpler times, man? Bring me back. I love it. And so you guys are going young and simple. I'm going to go back to when I was 21 years old and I was working in a call center. So I would erase the memory of when I met a man by the name of John and I would relive that memory. And then I would immediately bitch slap him in the face and tell him if we ever end up doing a podcast together and he doesn't fucking release an episode in a timely manner that I get to kick him in the balls. So that would be the memory that I would relive as my number three. So now we move on to number two's Eve. Where you wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, hold on. I thought about doing some, I thought about doing some of this shit too because <laughs> this is the most intriguing stuff. But the rule was that your memory was erased, so you'll never have remembered that John fucked you over with the podcast release. Yeah, I think I found a loophole where I could still remember. I just don't remember that day. So I don't remember the day that I met John, but I still remember that I end up doing a podcast with him and he fucked me on a release time. So, with the release. Correct. I think that was the loophole I found for my number three. White privilege. Eve going to white, Eve privilege. white privilege loopholes. All right, here we go again. Um I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the same theme, I think. I was gonna, I have like six or seven things on my list. Um Jesus. and this is top three, Eve. I know not a top six or seven. I know, okay. but like what if you chose the same thing as me? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, okay. Mine are not like very specific, like, like yours. I'm sorry. So That's I'm going to choose, um, pretty much any soccer game as a child. Um, I was a badass at soccer when I was, I don't know, between like five and 10. Um, I would just destroy people. I would s- score all the goals. Um, I love playing center field or the center field mid halfback because I could go anywhere on the field and no one would tell me I'm in the wrong position. Um, I would go back to that because I was athletically agile and I was able to um, take a hit from a soccer ball in the face without crying and uh, all the other girls. You would relive in short, you would relive your athletic dominance as a youth soccer player. Correct. I can't argue with that. I think some of my favorite moments of my life are when I dominated in an athletic event. And I certainly understand the uh, desire to relive that. Uh, Esteban, where are you going as your number two? So my number two, um, Kim, kind of keeping in, in the, this, the serious theme is uh, related more to like a professional achievement. So um, I think for me, the, it would be the moment when I found out I was asked to be a guest podcaster on Pancake, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> if I could just relive that memory again of just you know, just knowing that I was joining such an esteemed group sure. of colleagues on the mic, yeah. um, if I could just you know erase it and feel that kind of you know sense of you know adrenaline pumping through my veins, uh, I, I would do it all over again. Absolutely, That's understandable. Yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, we had a lot of days where we could relive where Eve and I suggested we should have you back on the show, and John said, no, we don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, all right, I'm going to actually – I am going to go serious on this one. I, If I could relive – you know, erase a day and relive it, it would be the day my first son was born uh, because I was 19 years old. I was fucking so terrified, 
And I remember getting a glimpse of my baby's mama at the time, currently my wife's. I remember getting a glimpse of her vagina and vowing to never look down there again while she was giving birth. I remember trying not to faint. I remember the nurse telling me I was really pale and maybe I should sit down. My mother-in-law was carrying the emotional support as I was having a mental breakdown. In hindsight, probably one of the greatest moments of my life. But on that day, I was fucking struggling. So if I could do it again, I would like to relive the birth of my first son and and actually enjoy the moment and recognize how uh, a monumental of a moment it was. But I was 19 and I was a bit of a disaster. So that was a missed opportunity that I seriously would like to relive. Number one, Zeev, where are we going? Deep. I love it. Thank you. Oh, okay. First I thought like, what about my wedding day? You know, it, that would be like cute and you know, everyone loves it. It's like a perfect day, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, fuck that guy. Then I thought like the divorce day, maybe. Mm, That's true. It was a rough it was a rough month for me. And then okay. and then I thought maybe I would do like first kiss, you know, that's cool. It happened at Disneyland. That's sweet. No, no, still not good enough. I kept thinking and uh I decided to to talk about the person that means most to me, and that's my dog, River. So Hello. I would go back in time to twenty four 14 December 31st and to the moment I met her I didn't know that she was going to be my dog the next day someone brought her over to my house and was like look at this rescue dog I have this little like like this little puff of fur could barely like go across the floor without tumbling over and I was like I don't know if I can handle this and then um I fell in love with her and I I don't know. It just it, you raised her. The relationship yeah. just burst from that moment and into a love hate thing where she hated me for six months, and now we're closer than ever. But uh, I just I would definitely want more time with my dog. Relive the the initial day is what you're saying of meeting your puppy. Yeah, that magical moment. Magical moment. All right, man. We are getting really really soft here. Esteban. Yeah, my my number. My number one is a little bit less uh, soft compared to my first two because, you know, I really poured my heart out. Right. Yeah, you did. But uh, but my number one is when the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, my fucking God. the NBA <laughs> championship in 2016. And the reason why I say this, okay, so I know Eve is, is scoffing here, but the Cleveland, any Cleveland sports team hasn't won anything since – the like 60 years ago, basically when the Browns. Right. That's so game. true. Yeah. Horrible, horrible city for horrible. horrible. Yeah. And I remember when it was about to happen, we were all at the bar in New York, a Cleveland bar. And I remember that moment. I remember it happening. I remember like things getting thrown up in the air, napkins, shots everywhere. And then I remember waking up the next day <laughs> at 2 a.m naked on my couch uh and what? i had missed like a hundred calls from work and i was like oh shit i forgot to take work off today and i just remember <laughs> and i was like you know what if i could relive that night again i would take work off and do everything the same but, like, i just i just wish i had kind of not fucked things up yeah, just wish you could, yeah, that's a really good one because Really, you just want to make one small adjustment to what otherwise was an amazing day. Yeah, yeah a little bit of effect there, but yeah. The problem with that is that you wouldn't be able to make that adjustment because we would erase everything. Remember? 
I know. I know, Eve. That's exactly. That's it's a really hard topic. Let's it's just. Tough, all right. Yeah. Um, did right. you not watch this... Butterfly Effect before we did this? I we did. should have. We should have. Butterfly Effect, by the way, I fucking hated that movie. Yeah, he um, died in the in the womb at the end. It was really weird. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was like yeah, the last t- one where he killed himself in order to not hurt there was other some people. Fucked up. Butterfly Effect had some fucked up scenes. Like there were multiple scenes that were like, I remember being kind of young and being like, this movie is disturbing. And I don't <laughs> like it. You shouldn't have been watching uh, it that young. <laughs> by the way, Ashton, yeah. Butterfly Effect is like Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. While he was with Demi Moore. I kind of want to watch it again. He's uh, from Iowa, right? Is, is that right? He is. He is from Iowa. That is correct. He a, He's also a twin. A lot of people don't know that what? Ashton Kutcher is. This whole time? I don't know if it's identical, but I do know he is a twin. Okay. Yeah, he has been a, a, a twin the whole time, yes, during his life. He did not pick up his twin. Do you, do you remember John, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite's a twin, you know, John Heater, but that's not a good twin, so. No, it's not. All right, I'm going to go. I, I, so my number one, and, and, and then we can move on to something else. It is another, it's a, it's a sport, uh, a sporting memory. It was junior year. State semifinals for baseball. We were playing. It was our our high school's first time in the state tournament in like forty years, playing against the number one team in the state against a kid that had set an all time high school baseball record. Not just not Iowa high school, all time high school baseball record for home runs during his career. He had over sixty home runs. Uh, we were playing on their home field. There were six thousand people at this game. About 5,500 of them rooting for Marshalltown. Uh, and I was two for three at the plate. I had six or seven solid plays at third base. I do remember feeling an immense amount of pressure as the game went on. My best friend was pitching. He was pitching Grady at home run. Final inning, game tied, guy on third, two outs. I made a throwing error. And we lost the game by one run. And I, so here's the deal. I want to, I want to relive that day, not to relive the moment of failure, but just, I, that was an awesome environment and I never really enjoyed it. I remember feeling really guilty, um, overwhelmed with, for, for, you know, just from blowing the game, but I played in front of 6,000 people in just an awesome baseball game. And I just wish I, that was the greatest baseball game I've ever played in. And I never really appreciated that fact until multiple years after the fact. Uh, plus, it would just give me one more shot at making that fucking fucking play. Maybe, maybe I'd make a better throw. God damn it. <laughs> it just hurts to talk about. Okay. That's epic, man. Hey. Yeah, pretty epic. Have you shared that with uh, with your uh, your kids that you coach and all? Because you're a coach and, and some stuff, right? Like. That uh, so Esteban, I don't uh, talk about that ever. That was probably the first time that that really is is a deep rooted. Open the uh, wound. Yeah, I actually I actually think uh, a funny story about that game. My my best friend that I mentioned, he hit a home run in the game and he pitched and pitched great. And we he he had videotape of the game. And so, like, for the rest of our high school career, because that was junior year, we'd get super hammered. We were at his house. He would put the game on, and he would replay his home run, and then he would fast forward to my error and replay that. And just, like, over and over, I was like, Michael, I want to punch you right in your fucking face. Um, but, yeah, he's he's that kind of – that's the kind of friendship, you know, that lasts a lifetime. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> All right. We try, to, we try to help our listeners make money. We do that with locks. Uh, we do that with a lot of things, and we have another opportunity. We gave you guys a treasure hunt one time. We got another little treasure hunt. There is a lemur that is missing. Lemur Maki. He's in San Francisco, 
and apparently he's missing from a local zoo. The San Francisco Police Department is offering $2,100 in a reward for finding the lemur. I don't know, guys. What do you guys think? Have you put any thought or effort into finding Maki? You know, where are you at on this? My question is, uh, is Kurt Russell in this one? Escape from San Francisco or? God, just another shitty reference. Oh, <laughs> that's an Eve right there. That's a yeah. dead fish. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the lemur was 21 years old. Do we think it's a coincidence that the lemur just became of drinking age and now he's fucking disappeared? No, but it was kind of, it was kind of cute that they put a value on him based off of his age. Like you're only worth $100 a year, so we're going to say you're worth $2100. Point. Real quick. Eve, if you go missing, how much do you think the reward is to find you? A million dollars. Way too much. No one's paying that. Esteban, oh, for I, you. Oh, I think Sorbet what? dude is paying that. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe you do have a. I'll I'll, I'll take like ten thousand. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So if you know, at least at least give me the ten thousand. So I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So I have kids, wife, million dollars. Yeah. No, no, I'm just trying to think of my value. I. I'm also kind of the host of the show, so I'm thinking like if if, Eve, if you're oh no don't base it based off of me okay you, you I'm probably your value like, on yourself I'm probably like twenty grand I think yeah twenty grand yeah. what about John 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 probably owes a lot of money to different hustlers around there like different uh, loan sharks and stuff yeah. right I don't think yeah. John's value could be think- could be put in some dollar figures I think there's just illegal substances. That's a good point. I also think John, if he went missing, he'd have to go missing for a really long period of time before we'd think that he's not just like. Just right. 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 It'd be like, it has been a couple months now. We should probably fucking put a reward. Let's check check our contacts in Colombia. Is he over there? Rate, subscribe, review. See ya.